Can ideology define how culture comports itself is the posited question, which must be asked in view of the fact that ideology is a part of culture, which has a number of functions in literature, such as determines what literature is allowed to say, as when an official ideology leads to censorship of literature that doesn't conform to officially sanctioned ideas. This statement is attributed to Robert C. Evans. At the outset, given the logistics and specifics of this declaration, the tone and the tenor is set for an intellectual conversation which becomes the ethos of my story. Contextually speaking, in all plausibility, maybe this statement imputes ideology as the most fundamental concepts in a theory according to UKEssays.com. This intellectual discourse will be framed in 10 chapters, 1,075 pages, and 38,441 words. Now that there's context, it is also logical to believe that in the scheme of things, this conversation accentuates the importance of ideologies operating within the precincts of culture since it has an explanatory function. For instance, ideologies provide explanations for the facts and problems of the social life. So, enabling individuals and groups to orient themselves in society. This data analyzed within this context of political scientists who have been engrossed in trying to determine the nature of ideology and the actual impact of ideology has on the behavior of individuals and groups, according to Laurent B. Shosley, Rita M. Kelly, and Juan T. Moon. Given the critical nature of this conversation, as an author, student of film, media arts specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, and publisher, focusing my ideologue lens on how people and pictures fall into two categories, portraits and candid, either can be made with or without your subject's awareness and cooperation, nay or far, your subject, however, intimate or distant the gaze your camera casts, you always need to keep in mind the elements of composition and the technique that will best help you communicate what you are trying to say, a view espoused by Robert Caputo. The dimension of this expression verbalized can be interpreted in many ways. However, I have decided to construe the same as an ideology, a doctrine, and even a cultural construct with a view of promoting the development of new linguistic forms designed to draw on diverse language varieties and ideologies adding a mechanism of value to this academic cultural discourse. This discourse is like all conversations. Its medium is language. Through language, law gives meaning to and partially constitutes the relationship between the individual and the community. While it could be said that to analyze and tell this narrative, since ideologies have an explanatory function, they provide explanations 
for the facts and problems of the social life. So, enabling individuals and groups to orient themselves in society. The explicitness and implicitness of this intellectual discourse have given me license to deliberately focus my lens on the time period 1801, which has activated my cognition, perception, memory, learning, reasoning, and problem-solving skills. The elements identified in the previous paragraph have created two responses within this space. One, it aided my decision-making, and two, I have learned that the word ideology was discovered for the first time by Destitute de Tracy, who coined the term ideology. What is uniquely interesting by focusing and bearing in mind the elements of composition combined with the techniques of research, especially within the precincts of the Annals of History, which is a concise historical record in which events are arranged chronologically, year by year, help me to unearth the coin phrase ideology, which is attributed to Destitute de Tracy, was like a trademark, which is anything that distinguishes Destitute de Tracy's phrase from other coin phrases, according to Fraser Sherman. Destitute de Tracy's action somehow activated my cognition and give me further reason to tell my story, which is a construct with the personal thought which reflects personal behavior and attitude, which is also characterized as the ideology. For example, the socially conditioned and socially construct ideas are considered as ideology. That's why, in this critical discourse, the positive question can ideology define how culture comports itself was analyzed and became a methodology which enabled a vigorous assessment of what is meant when language is used to describe and explain. Consequently, all things being considered, there seems to be a proliferation of terms within this critical discourse analysis which is reflective of the various influences in the development of the methodology. This view is advanced by archives.history.ac.uk. It is noted that in this environment, ideology behaves somewhat like a nuance, according to Mohammed Rabi. An ideology is a grand idea around which people cluster and on the basis of its ideas and ideals and promises Coalitions are built and activated because culture represents the social glue that holds society together. Therefore, ideology has become the core of many cultures and the organizing principles of societies in distress. Further, we must be cognizant of the fact that the expression of culture, according to Greg Roland, is invariably wrapped up in ideology. While culture permeates us all, ideology exists to provide a guide to assumptions, behaviors, and identity. That's an inevitable outcome when culture develops in a commercial society. The fact that an ideology 
is a set of opinions or beliefs of a group or an individual, yet very often ideology refers to a set of political beliefs or a set of ideas that characterize a particular culture, capitalism, communism, socialism, and Marxism are ideologies, but not all isms words are. I hasten at this juncture to underscore the point that there are two main types of ideologies, political ideologies and epistemological ideologies, which I further elucidate in the text. Can ideology define how culture comports itself? Further, it should be noted that 10 chapters were included to assist in researching this topic. These include political ideology, a two-party system, legislature, etymology, Barbados two-party system, language ideology, literature ideology, ideology of individual decision-makers, personal conclusions, and conclusions. Political ideologies are a set of ethical ideas about how a country should be run. On the other hand, epistemology is the branch of philosophy concerned with knowledge. Epistemologists study the nature of knowledge. Epistemistic justification, the rationality of belief, and various related issues. Epistemology is considered one of the four main branches of philosophy, along with ethics, logic, and metaphysics. Although political culture is shared norms and beliefs about how citizens and government relate to each other. Correspondingly, political ideology is a more or less coherent and integrated set of beliefs about politics. Perhaps this line of reasoning gives leverage for ideology and political parties since they have one common thread running through them they attract global citizens when the proverbial dust is settled in this context this is an individual belief set versus a shared set of values like political culture that's why ideology is one of the most fundamental concepts in theory i must confess that the more that I critique this theory, it seemingly is a very important concept in all Marxist beliefs about culture and literature. Ideology, on its simplest level, refers to a political doctrine, a system of ideas, and even ways of thinking. Therefore, within a specific ideology, people are regarded to be autonomous, conscious, and subjective. Differentiation between the I and you results in the consciousness of the self, a procedure made feasible through language. In fact, ideology stifles the role of language in the production of the subject. As a result of this ethos, global citizens distinguish themselves in the way ideology hails them to language. Ideology, also known as linguistic ideology, is used within anthropology, especially linguistic anthropology, sociolinguist and cross-cultural studies to characterize any set of beliefs about languages as they are used in their social worlds. Ideology, defined in this way, can therefore have a number of functions in literature, including the following. 
it can determine what literature is allowed to say, as when an official ideology leads to censorship of literature that doesn't conform to officially sanctioned ideas. A belief system is the set of stories and realities about the world that a person believes to be true. It includes religious beliefs, morals, and what one defines as right or wrong. Ideologies refer to the political, social, and economic ideas that help to define a particular group of people. I suppose that since ideologies are defined as basic shared systems of social cognitions of groups, therefore it is logical to think that the overall strategy of ideological discourse is the enhancement of our good things and their bad things and the mitigation of our bad things and their good things at all levels of discourse structure invariably is the so-called ideological square. What was uniquely interesting in this story that political scientists have been engrossed in trying to determine the nature of ideology and the actual impact ideology has on the behavior of individuals and groups according to Laurent B. Chosley, Rita M. Kelly and Wan T. Moon. Therefore, when the proverbial dust was settled and the positive question was asked, can ideology define how culture comports itself, was answered explicitly and implicitly because ideology is like all conversations. Its medium is language and ideologies refer to the political, social and economic ideas that help to define a particular group of people. In closing, ideology is a part of culture and according to Robert C. Evans, which has a number of functions in literature, such as determines what literature is allowed to say as when an official ideology leads to censorship of literature that doesn't conform to officially sanctioned ideas. It is because of this line of reasoning which activated the contours of my intellect into thinking that ideology and political parties have one common thread running through them. They attract global citizens. Moreover, according to Greg Rowland, culture and ideology influence the way we behave. Therefore, the expression of culture is invariably wrapped up in ideology. While culture permeates us all, ideology exists to provide a guide to assumptions, behaviors, and identity. That's an inevitable outcome when culture develops in a commercial society. I have concluded that ideology can define how culture comports itself was not only an intellectual discourse, but a practitioner comporting themselves as an ideologue who captured, ventilated in 10 chapters, 1,075 pages, 38,441 words, and framed in ISBN 978-976-965-7984 that ideology can define how culture comports itself.